0: My dad taught me at a young age the value in setting goals. He explained to me that goals were like having a destination. Once you know where you want to go, you can decide the route to take. Now, he's not one for cutesy sayings, so I don't imagine he actually said any of these. But as I grew older, I collected pithy statements about the importance of goal setting. Aim at nothing, and you'll hit it every time. A goal is a dream with work clothes on. Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, at least you'll land among the stars. Over time, I learned many different methods of goal setting, and each year I will sit down to review the past year's objectives and establish new goals for the next year. But it wasn't until a few years into my position at Merrill Lynch, when I was volunteered for a Dale Carnegie management course, that I heard a different way of setting goals, one that strikes me from time to time in my life. Dale Carnegie's thought was not to talk about things you wanted to happen, such as, I want to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks, or I want to learn how to build a website, or I want to spend more time with my kids. Instead, his technique was to phrase your goals as part of your identity, and in the present tense, as if you had already achieved them. So, I want to lose weight turns into, I am a person who values fitness and health. I want to build a website becomes I am someone who challenges myself by learning new things. I want to spend more time with my kids turns into I am a great mom or dad who values time with my children. Identity turns out to be key to making those small incremental changes and forming those new habits that can cause us to be new people a year from now. If we believe ourselves to be a fat couch potato – then no matter how much we want to lose 10 pounds, in the back of our brain, we are always a fat couch potato looking to give up on the practices that could transform us into a new person who values physical fitness. If we see ourselves as a stupid person who doesn't understand computers, then we fold when faced with the challenge to learn a new piece of technology that could transform our lives or our business if our identity is that of a parent who is failing as a mom or a dad, then no amount of time spent with our kids will ever be sufficient to make us feel that we are enough. For us to take on new practices, we have to convince ourselves that we are new people. We have to have an identity that is consistent with the habits and practices we want to take on. And this is not just an important consideration in the physical parts of our lives, but also in the spiritual. Psalm 23 is a psalm we hear so often that the words often don't register. Sometimes we can associate the psalm with a sense of peace, but the words themselves just seem to float past our ears. Many of us can recite this psalm by heart, but when was the last time you listened to all six verses of this psalm? Even harder, when was the last time you recited this psalm and thought about whether it reflected who you are? Most days, Psalm 23 is not a psalm I pray and go, oh boy, that's me. I struggle to rely fully on God. I fear evil. I would say most days I have a hard time seeing that my cup is running over. But Psalm 23 is an aspirational psalm. This psalm reflects the person I want to be. I want to be content. I want to trust God so fully that I will follow him through the valley of the shadow of death. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm is a psalm about identity, both our identity and God's identity. The world has always been a dark and broken place. It has always been a place full of sin and illness and evil and death. But sometimes the reality of our flawed world can really smack us in the face. These are times when we need to refocus on who we are and who God is. David Goggins, a Navy SEAL, in his book Can't Hurt Me, discussed his process for focusing in on his identity. He writes mantras or words of wisdom or quotes on post-it notes, and then sticks them to his bathroom mirror. So he is reminded of the man he has decided to be each and every day. A friend of mine who has a much higher tolerance for pain than I do gets tattoos of events and places who have made her the person she is. But I'm going to challenge you to do something different this week in order to focus in on your identity, who you are as a beloved child of God. This week... I want you to channel your inner Bart Simpson. See, in the intro to every episode of The Simpsons, a show that has now been on the air for 31 years, in that intro, Bart Simpson is always standing at a chalkboard, writing lines as a form of punishment for some new and awful way he misbehaved in class that day. Over 31 years, Bart Simpson filled chalkboards with everything from I will not hide the teacher's medication... Two, I will not file frivolous lawsuits. And while Bart never seemed to learn the error of his ways, there's a reason Bart and kids everywhere are still forced to write lines. While they are physically writing the sentence, their brains cannot help but reflect on the words they are copying. So this week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to take a verse each day from Psalm 23 and to write that verse at least five times in a row. Again, there are six. So you have one verse for each day, Monday through Saturday. Now, for you doctors and lawyers, I know some of us can write very quickly and illegibly, but really take the time to slow down your chicken scratch. Focus on the formation of the letters as you write out your daily verse. And really consider what each verse says about you and what it says about God. What small incremental changes can you make in your life to be a person who can be led by God, who trusts God, who does not fear evil? Do you see God as the great shepherd of the sheep? Or is there another way you think of him? Do you find yourself objecting to the peace God offers us in uncertain times? Why? This exercise may seem silly at first. You may find yourself flying through the first few verses, doing the minimum five lines. But just start. Start at five lines a day. We have heard the Bible described as an instruction manual for life. But scripture is so much more than that. Scripture, especially the Psalms, is living and breathing We are supposed to wrestle with it, to pray with it, to interact with it. So this week, don't just read Psalm 23. Struggle with it. Meditate on it. And see what a psalm written centuries ago, recited over generations by Jews and Christians alike, can reveal to you about who you are and who God is.